It's Christine and Kaylee with Brain Grub. Feeding your brain. Welcome back, Kaylee. How are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. Thank you, Christine. How about yourself? I am doing pretty well, yes. Good. I am enjoying the weather, although a little bit weird today, but mm-hmm. I'm loving that we are heading into the summer months. It's yes. getting warmer. Things are blooming. Nice. That is all great. Yes, it is. I know. Mm-hmm. So we, um, you know, blooming makes things seem new again, mm-hmm. and we're all getting ready to have that warmer weather, maybe see some sunshine, travels, mm-hmm. all the things, right, that we're yeah. looking forward to. So we're going to talk about something that's a little bit different than mm-hmm. the springtime of growth and change, right? We're actually going to talk a little bit about death today, death, right, and yes. specifically about the anxiety around death. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit of a touchy topic, it right? Is. Because mm-hmm. it's it's complicated, yeah, right? For sure. Everything has a beginning and an end. Everything, even human beings, right? Right. We see the seasons change, mm-hmm. winter time, right? Everything oh, the, everything looks kind of dead, right? Mm-hmm. Trees. <laughs> and then springtime right now, everything is growing mm-hmm. and blooming. We have all the flowers. Mm-hmm. Eventually, though... Things do cycle through, right? Correct. So even us as humans, we do have a life cycle, even though we don't like to admit that. Right. So death can be a really complicated subject because it is the end of a life, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's complicated because we don't really have the answers. Right. What happens when we die? Where do we go? Mm-hmm. Is there a heaven? How do we feel after we die? Do we feel anything? It's is it painful? We don't really know. Right. It's right? a lot of questions. Yeah. It's a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. And we really try to figure it out. Yeah. And oftentimes we don't really have a hundred percent of a solid answer. So it is um that's where death anxiety comes in, right? Mm-hmm. So if you are listening right now and you have a fear about death, you're not alone. No, you're not. Um, religious and spirituality can help. Sometimes it can actually make anxieties a little bit higher mm-hmm. right depends on the beliefs and no matter what we all got questions right right mm-hmm. um of the big no, no unknown right what happens mm-hmm. what is the answer and that's really part of life so um if fear of death is normal right right okay, okay. great if you're yeah. humming along wondering like eh, I really don't want to have that end. That is pretty normal. However, if it's becoming crippling, it can even become paralyzed by the fear, right? Mm -hmm. To the point where you're actually not living now, right? You're just worried about dying. Mm -hmm. I think that's a song, actually. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, so, right? Right. You have to live like you're dying. Yes. Okay, so um, it's really not necessarily normal or a good thing, right? And that's what we're going to talk about today. So having anxiety about dying should not keep you from living. No, it should not. Right? Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about a little bit more. So before we dig into this, let's talk about kind of like fear of dying 101. Yes. Yeah. So So, tell us a little bit about that. So fear of death is a phobia. And like other phobias, it does have a special name. It's called... (laughs) thanatophobia okay yep it's the fear of death or fear of morality i'm sorry mortality and it's easy to define it's the fear of the end of life okay all right Mm -hmm. so um terminally terminally ill individual 
individuals of I cannot talk today of all <laughs> ages may also experience a form of modified thanatophobia. Okay. Yeah. That's a big word. It is Oof, a big word. It's a rough one. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's normal to an extent, but a fear of death is characteristically more debilitating in people who are overwhelmed by it and suffer from a mental health disorder like panic disorder, anxiety, depressive disorders, and hypochondrias. Okay, so it makes sense. Like if you're already having a lot of fears, mm-hmm. Then the worry about the big unknown, right? Right. What happens after the lights go out creates even more anxiety. Okay. So when we come back, we're going to start talking a little bit about what is thanatophobia. I think I may have said that right. Yeah. Sounds right. It's a toughie. It is. Uh, Which is, you know, what is it? And um, kind of how common is it? Mm -hmm. All right. And then we're going to dig into what is this fear of death and what can we do about it? All right, so stay tuned right after this break. So before the break, we were talking about the subject that makes us all feel uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. or most of us, I will say. Yes. Most of us. Fear of death. Yes. Right? Or thanatophobia. Yes. All right, so very good. (laughs) Tell us what that fear of... uh, the thanatophobia is so it's an intense fear of death or the dying process okay um another name for this condition is death anxiety Mm -hmm. you might be anxious about your own death or maybe the death of someone you care about okay yeah okay which i think again seems pretty reasonable yeah okay makes sense and it makes sense that most people um you know have some level of this but when it's getting out of control Mm -hmm. or when it's kind of ruling your life that's when it's a big problem right all right so let's talk about what a phobia is okay it's an intense sense of worry or panic about certain activities objects or situations okay so a specific phobic disorder such as thanatophobia is a type of anxiety disorder okay other examples of phobic disorders include like claustrophobia, which is the fear of small confined spaces, or okay. aerophobia, which is the fear of, fear of flying. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. So is it normal? Like is thanatophobia normal? So it's natural to feel some sense of worry about death or dying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's normal to fear the unknown, but uh, you might think that dying will be because you might think dying will be scary, painful, or lonely, but if you have thanatophobia, your fear of death affects your daily life. Okay. Yes, it might make it difficult to function at school, um, work, or in social situations. Okay. Um, there's also physical symptoms you could have, which um, like a panic attack mm-hmm. um, when you're thinking about dying. So, or you might also go out of your way to avoid talking about death or the dying process. Okay, all right, so. Let's talk about like how common it really is. So yes. it sounds like, I mean, what we were looking up is that research suggests that, that death anxiety is pretty common. Mm-hmm. Although people tend not to report these feelings, probably because no uh, one's talking about it. Right. Right. We're like, what? Mm-hmm. So there, uh, in one study um, that showed between three and 10% of people feel they are more nervous than others about the thought of dying. And again, because this fear of dying is pretty common, it it probably is more than that, and we mm-hmm. are just not talking about it, right? Right. So now, just so you're not confused, right? We want to talk. About, I want to just explain the difference between thanatophobia, which is really that fear of death, mm-hmm. and necrophilia, which is actually a fear of dead things. Okay. So kind of different, right? So, right. Um, and it could include like dead 
places that are common, right? So maybe mm-hmm. if you're, you might have necrophilia if you're a fear of going to, we'll say like a graveyard where okay. you'd have a lot of um, dead things, right? Dead people or, or I guess animals or both, right? Right. right. Um, so that would be the difference, right? So mm-hmm. it, if you are not afraid of dying, but you still have a fear of death things, you may have necrophilia, not thanatophobia. But you could also have both, right? You could have a fear of being dead or dying and dead things, people, places, well, not dead places, (laughs) pets, et cetera, right? Right. Okay. So let's talk about maybe some things that could cause this, right? So where does this come from, right? Mm -hmm. We know that, again, it could be a specific event, right? Maybe some, maybe you have a near-death experience and then you start fearing actually the dying, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we don't really think about dying at all, right? We just kind of live our lives, doing our thing. We don't really think about dying um, unless you are forced to or maybe someone suddenly dies or there's an illness and then maybe, or you might have of your own experience that brings this process to you, the forefront of your mind. Okay. So you might have death anxiety if you've had a traumatic experience, right? Mm-hmm. So you might lose a loved one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you might even lose like a parent or it could be even, you know, a very close pet or a family member. Like pets really are family members to many of us, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So when someone um, or a pet really dies suddenly or even if they've been ill, that can really just raise some of those triggers right um also if you witness someone else having a very painful or um scary difficult death Mm -hmm. that can also bring up this thanatophobia so that fear of death can also be rooted in other fears right Mm -hmm. like you mentioned earlier it's part of the anxiety disorder category so you could have um a fear of flying Mm -hmm. um agoraphobia which is that fear of tight or confined face spaces um aquaphobia so a fear of the water Hmm. Uh, arachnophobia fear of spiders Hmm. claustrophobia right feeling like oh like i can't get in the elevator kind of thing so right those are all different types of phobias that the death phobia might have a root to right okay. like i don't want to be buried because i'll be claustrophobic right okay. so there might be those connected to the other one or i don't want to have my ashes spread out into the water because i'm fearful i might drown right okay There's, does that okay. make sense so it, okay. it makes it kind of creates this more elaborate fear so if you you know again these are not you know if you're thinking like yeah i felt that um you're not alone right right, right. um we we really want to acknowledge that this is something that common a lot of people think about yeah. right and you will think about it at some point in your life just mm-hmm. because you know it is inevitable it, it will is. happen we can, no one can escape it right however right when it's starting to rule your life that's when it's a problem yeah 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 so tell us a little bit about the symptoms right of when to kind of think about like okay do i have thanatophobia and is it starting to creep up right right in Get my worse. way mm-hmm. right sure mm-hmm. um so thoughts of death may cause intense feelings of panic fear dread or depression okay uh, you might start avoiding places or situations that seem dangerous. All right. You mo- might also become obsessed with your health, maybe constantly checking for signs of illness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also not uncommon for people with death anxiety to spend a lot of time looking for abnormal moles, maybe checking their blood pressure or like researching medical information. Okay. They can develop uh, hypochondriac, hypochondriac 
Hypochondriasis. Sorry, can't say that ha. word. Hypochondriasis. Ah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I know. It's like it's one of those words. I think like we had to look up thanatophobia people. So if you're like, wow, it's so impressive. We googled that. Yes, we did. We practiced. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some of those words, like especially when you're looking at them, it really throws you off. Mm-hmm. It's like tongue tying. Yes, very. Um, so some other symptoms might resemble those of a panic attack. Okay. So it might trigger sh- chills, maybe dizziness and lightheadedness, uh, high- excessive sweat. Okay. Heart palpitations, nausea, or even shortness of breath. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you might even think you're dying. Yeah. Because you might be actually having a panic attack, right? And mm-hmm. that could be really triggering it. So yes. if you are experiencing these symptoms and you are having a lot, you know, of worry about death or the death process, stay tuned. Because when we come back, we're going to, to dig in a little deeper, talk about why we do fear death. Mm-hmm. Um why some people fear it more than others and then again we will be pulling around the hour to talk about how do we start overcoming this or dealing with this fear right so we bring it into more a healthy adaptable level okay so stay tuned right after this break Before the break, we were talking about what thanatophobia is, mm-hmm. right, and uh, the commonalities of it, as well as some symptoms. Yes. So if you are feeling like, ooh, tuning into that, stay tuned, right? So yes. uh, we really want to spend this time, this section, talking really about why we fear it. So mm-hmm. we don't really have a great picture of why some people experience this death anxiety and why others don't, right? Right. Research is pretty muddy. And I think because we, we mentioned this earlier, a lot of people aren't talking yeah, about it. They don't. Right. I mean, even I think when we started talking today, I was feeling a little bit yeah, weirded out by it. Uncomfortable. Right? It feels yeah, weird. It does. We don't really be like, oh, so let's talk about your death. What are you thinking about? Right. right. Just, it's not a subject right. <laughs> that we like to talk about. So it can really cause a lot of dread. And I think that there's that also has muddied the research Mm -hmm. because we aren't really sharing and we're not talking about it. So and people who are retired or elderly or terminally ill are kind of common groups that we think may be affected by fear of death. But I actually think and it's probably a lot more. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that we there's probably even young kids that have a thought about this probably for um, sure about you know when their hamster dies what mm-hmm. happens so i don't know that we really dig into it too much but um it, it seems like from what we figured out with research is it's pretty limited because we're just not really talking about it right so i don't know yeah um so but death and anxiety also tends to affect some people more severely mm-hmm. based on a variety of mental health disorders right. or okay. health factors. So okay. uh, fear of death may more intensely affect people who are experiencing mental disorders or who may be dealing with some of the following. OK. So, OK. So what are some of the things that may make it worse? Yes. So uh, they're in poor health or maybe they're receiving a diagnosis of a serious illness. OK. Um, they don't have religious beliefs. OK. They feel a sense of dissatisfaction with their life. All right. Maybe they have low self-esteem. Okay. Um, the other phobias we were like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh, maybe they have parents or loved ones who are elderly, ill, or dying. Okay. Um, maybe they lack close family members or friends. 
and uh, maybe they've witnessed illness, trauma, or violence in their jobs, such as healthcare providers or social workers. Okay, yeah. so all these things can mm-hmm. really make it a bit worse for yes. experiencing these things. Okay, so that's, I mean, it makes sense, right? And again, we don't have a ton of quantifiable data, right? But surprisingly, right. the fear of death declines with age. Okay, so the research we have found is that actually, as we get older, it is a little bit better for us. Oh. Right. Right. Um, so older people have almost seen and lived everything. I mean, okay. I think that's probably caveated. Right. But I mean, think about it. Like as you get older, you do more stuff. You right. have more experiences. Mm-hmm. Things happen. So you tend to have a little bit of a less worry. And I'm sure you've heard this and maybe you've experienced this. If you had, um, you know, an older family member die, mm-hmm. it's they you kind of get to a place. Most people get to a place of kind of finding some sort of acceptance. Yes. with it, Right. Yes. Um, whether that's through their religious beliefs mm-hmm. or just sort of experiencing kind of looking back on their lives and accepting like, OK, here's all the things I've done and here's mm-hmm. my legacy, mm-hmm. et cetera. Right. Yes. They have lots of experiences in life. So they aren't as worried about missing out. Right. Right. Again, if you're 25. Yeah. You got a lot to you got a lot to do. Right. A lot of life to live. Don't really want to miss out on that. Right. Right. So older people also witness the deaths of people around them. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure I've heard this with, you know, grandparents. Mm -hmm. They're starting to lose a bunch of their loved ones around them, their friends, et cetera. So, again, it it becomes um, it's very hard. But this also makes it a little bit stronger and a little bit more easily to accept that this is part of life, right? Yes. And that eventually it might be their turn. Right. right? My great-grandmother um, lived to 101. Wow. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, this 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 is her to a T, for sure. Okay. So, as she got older, started mm-hmm. to friends. I mean, gosh, yeah, 101. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, had to really come to a place of finding some peace and acceptance around eventually. Yeah. She, she didn't fear it at all. She was very accepting of it. And sure. what, I mean, I don't want to dig in too much, but was yeah. she religious? She was. She okay. was Catholic. Okay, so do you feel like, or do you know if if, if that helped her? Like, did she kind of sure. rely on that spiritual belief? Not really sure. Okay, I mean, yeah. I just wondered. Yeah. So that's also, um, you know, religious beliefs can um, help decrease the fear, but it also mm-hmm. can increase the fear. Right. It doesn't. It just depends. Right. Mm-hmm. It depends on your religious belief. It depends on um, what your religious beliefs say or think about death. Right. Mm-hmm. And kind of the rituals around that. So some religions mention afterlives, some don't. Some um, kind of have a heaven and a hell, some don't, right? Yeah. Some have a belief about what happens to non-believers. So if you are a believer and your best friend is a non-believer, will you get to see each other in the afterlife right. or what happens? So that actually can create some fear, right? I of like, that. I don't want you to go to hell, Kaylee. Right. Right. And right. That, that could create more fear, mm-hmm. um, not intentionally, Right. And it could create a fear about death just because, you know, you're worried about other loved ones that may not have the same beliefs as you do. So you want to think about um, those are the things that can help and maybe even hurt. Right. This death anxiety. So Mm -hmm. if you have a religious belief that helps. Awesome. Yeah. If you have one that's not awesome. Right. That's that's hurting or making things worse. You want to think about like what what could help. Right. Like what could be a little bit better for them right um, mm-hmm. do you talk to your spiritual leader do you kind right. of ask how do i make sense with these per- things right how mm-hmm. does it make sense if if kaylee is not a believer and i am 
how do I make sense of this? Right. 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 Um, because those things may also help you to, to manage your fear and find some acceptance with it. Yes. Okay. Other things that might cause some problems, right? Or help, right? Um, if you have experience with danger, um, and you ha- this could actually make things a little more strong and enduring, right? So if you have, it can also help decrease this. Here's why. So this happens a lot with military folks. Mm-hmm. So military people, if you're listening, whoo, shout out to you. Um, okay, so if you're in the military, you have they have to do something specific, which is they actually have to write their wills before they deploy. So really? they have to, yeah, even at 18 years old. They have to write their will and they have to know and they have to state where all of their things are going. Okay. If they do not return from deployment. Okay. So it's. Makes sense. Yeah. But talk about having to face right. face the reality, right? That mm-hmm. you may not come back, right? So this is something that every military member has to do mm-hmm. and it's not an option. So you okay. don't get a choice, right, to be like, I'm not, I'm not going to think about that right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to. Um, also, I think it, so a lot of military members I've worked with, deploying, having these kind of big, um, dangerous experiences also helps them to accept the inevitable of dying at some point because that it becomes part of their job it's part of what they do right there's a a risk of death involved and if they are paralyzed by fear Mm -hmm. they can't do their job right right so if they're too worried about dying they may not be able to do their job in combat Mm -hmm. or you know like i said um you know defend our country and fight for our freedoms right so having that acceptance i know it sounds a little crazy but having that acceptance can help them continue to go through okay. and do their job. Makes sense. I know. Wow. Okay. I did not know that. I know. So one other thing that could help, even though it sounds a little bit weird, but just, again, we're not thinking about like, oh, it makes it easier, but right. just about accepting it or kind of working through the process of life being finite mm-hmm. is if people who have chronic illnesses, because chronic mm-hmm. illness may mean that, you know, you're having to deal with a long-term illness, right? Mm-hmm. And um, that comes with a lot of problems sometimes, right? It could be a physical problem, a mental problem, all of the above problem, uh, limitations. It could be an inevitable diagnosis like a terminal cancer or, you know, where eventually the in-state is death. Right. Even though, right, even if you're super healthy, the right. in-state is still death. Exactly. But people who are working through chronic illnesses are having more thoughts about what that might look Mm -hmm. like versus oftentimes which you know versus say a healthy person that's not dealing with a chronic illness right and that may look like better acceptance in the long run because they are able to kind of think through okay well you know i may have 10 more years the doctor said i got six to nine months how do i want to live that six to nine months Mm -hmm. versus you and i right just being like well saturday do you want to go to the bar right 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 we're not not really thinking thinking about about we're not thinking about that right right we're thinking six to nine months we're going on vacation right we're not thinking about wait six to nine months maybe the rest of my time here right and if you think about that just for a moment like that really changes a big perspective in your head right yeah it does yeah brings up a little scary and a little bit of like am i doing what I want to do with my life, right. right? Am I, am I, you know, am I, have I put off that whatever, that hobby I want to do, or right. have I, you know, am I holding on to a grudge or whatever? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. okay. So, sorry, a little downer there. <laughs> All right. So, woo, we're going to circle back 
Now, we're going to come back after this break and we're going to talk about, okay, now we know. What yes. is thanatophobia? When is it getting out of control? We mm -hmm. know how to figure out what the symptoms are. Mm -hmm. We know some things that make it better. Yes. We know some things that make it worse. Yep. We know when it kind of is getting out of control. And now yeah. we're going to talk about what can we do to treat it, work with it, find it to be a manageable thing. We don't want to bury your head in the sand. That's not helpful. No, it's not. And um, we want to figure out a way that it's going to be manageable through your life so that you can live your life to the fullest mm -hmm. without ignoring it happening, but also not debilitating your life so you're not living it. Yeah. Okay. So stay tuned right after this break. All right, so we're back. Before the break, we were talking about the really great topic. <laughs> I know. It's, it makes us all feel yuck. Yes. Um, anxiety about mm -hmm. death, or really just talking about death. Just talking about it. Right, just talking about death, mm -hmm. talking about what kinds of things may make it easier to accept death, mm -hmm. what things may make it a little bit more scary. Yep. Right. And now we're going to wrap up this hour talking about how do we overcome it? Right. So yes. how do we treat death anxiety or thanatophobia? Right? right. So dealing with it is pretty complicated, to be honest. Right. Yeah. And the reason I think it's pretty complicated is because we don't want to talk about right. it. Right. Whether it's terminally ill, illness or not, mortality in general is just a tough topic to grapple with. And that's really because we don't know all the answers, mm -hmm. right? So right. you might say, you, if you're, you know, have a religious belief, you that may be really sunk in, and you feel really good in that. And other yeah. people might be like, I don't, know, how do you know that's true? Right, right. And that could create some worries, yeah. right? Or if you don't have a religious belief, it might be like, what happens? Like, is it, it? Will I feel pain? Will I, you know, does my consciousness live on? Right. Like, what do I do? So if you fear this death and it really overwhelms you really seeking treatment can be very beneficial right yes. um so we want to talk to you about like what are some ideas mm -hmm. what can you do uh what are some coping strategies and what could be the ticket to help you relieve and kind of find more manageable ways to deal with the inevitable yeah right yeah which is the life cycle yes yeah so tell us like give me a couple like so, ideas that could be like just coping strategies yeah. what can you do so exercise all right. Mm -hmm. Studies show exercise can help in the management of anxiety. Okay. May also help your body stay healthier for longer, which can increase your life expectancy. Okay. So if you're taking care of yourself, again, you're going to feel healthier, which also will help reduce some of that ang anxious worry about death. Right. Right. Like, uh, is, do I have, you know, I don't know, a clogged artery? Right. Well, if you're eating healthy and you're exercising, should be good. Less likely to have a clogged artery. Exactly. Okay. Good. Yeah. What else? Uh, meditation. Okay. Yeah. No, meditation, we talk about this a lot, we right? Mm -hmm. It's just really good for you. Yeah, it's a great way to employ breathing techniques and other tools to quiet those intrusive thoughts about death over time. Nice. Okay, yeah. just take it down a notch. Yeah, All right, exactly. so also... Uh, my favorite, right? But again, I'm a little bit biased. <laughs> Talk therapy. All right, so um, if your inevitable death is the source of anxiety, right? You're just mm -hmm. kind of really freaking out about it. Talk to a therapist, right? Right. Or a, a close friend or a religious spiritual leader or a family member. I don't want to, you know, talk therapy is great. Um, obviously, talking to a therapist is my bias, right? But right. if you if you don't want to go to a therapist, talk to someone you trust. Just yeah. talk through it. Yeah. 
uh, you probably are not alone. There's other people that are probably worried about it, too, or have thought about it, or when they really get deep into it, you know, they're not really sure. They have worries or their own thoughts about it. So find someone that you can talk to and create that safe, healthy space to kind of talk through and kind of work towards finding some acceptance towards death, right? Right. Um, And kind of on that same thing is that changing your habits, right? So mm-hmm. maybe starting to explore, and this I would say do with a therapist, but you can do it in journaling by yourself if you, again, you know, just don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, you could explore the triggers, what triggers your thoughts about death, how um, you end up having those thoughts. It can be a really great way to start noticing patterns and to start kind of paying attention when you have future thoughts, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It also can be a way to not avoid triggers, but just to manage triggers, right? Where you know, like, well, every time I go to this place, I start to fear death. Mm -hmm. Okay, how do I manage that? Right. Right. Yeah. And I really would encourage you not to avoid. The Mm -hmm. reason is, is because avoiding is a symptom of anxiety. It's a reinforcer. So the more that we avoid, the more it reinforces the fear. Right. Right. And that's true about any anxiety. Mm-hmm. And it's really because our survival mechanism, right, that anxious feeling comes up because it says, oh, we're in danger. Right? So if okay. you're like, okay, I'm not doing that because I'm in danger, brain's like, yep, told you. Mm-hmm. Right? Told you you're in danger. Just mark that down. Mm-hmm. Right? And then all of a sudden, go to the grocery store feels dangerous. Right. Getting in your car feels dangerous, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Leaving your house. I mean, it can really start to spiral as the brain starts to think of more and more and categorize more and more things because of avoidance. So do your best. And again, I'm going to talk about exposure therapy for just a second Mm -hmm. because that is the type of treatment to help reduce, right, the anxiety by exposing, right, reducing the avoidance. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, Kelly's looking at me like, what? Yeah, what, so what is exposure therapy? <laughs> so exactly? exposure therapy is actually doing incremental bits of the things that scare you. So mm-hmm. if you, let's say, oh, I have a fear of flying. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm not going to like say, like, go and get on a plane, right? Because that's... <sighs> too much right, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. freak me out but i might tell you like okay for the next week go get your suitcase out and leave it in your bedroom okay so every time and yeah you're giving me the look mm-hmm. i know but that if you have a fear of flying just seeing your suitcase is going to bring up fear okay okay it because your brain goes suitcase, suitcase. equals packing equals the airport equals the plane equals okay. flying okay no 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 right Mm-hmm. So I might. So that's exposure work. We're going to expose you to the fear, but in a safe, very small piece, right? Okay. And then as your body gets used to seeing the, right, seeing the suitcase, mm-hmm. I might say, okay, now I just want you to start packing it. I just want you to open up and put your swimsuit in there and pack two days worth of clothes, right? Mm-hmm. Let that ride. And then I might say, now this is great if you actually have a fear of flying. Um, go to imagination station because they have an actual like little airport and plane simulator that's cool it is awesome okay so if you're listening right now and that's your fear imagination station is your place to go um because they you can go there and you can like sit in the airport Mm. right in the imagination station (laughs) and you can just kind of you know feel the scary and work through it right so Hmm. with death anxiety there actually are death doulas and I'm not kidding you. There's actually folks out there that can help you work through and kind of find your acceptance of death and talk about the fears. Um, but an exposure work around death would not be kind of ex- slowly exposing you to death necessarily, right? But it might be saying like, okay, let's figure out what the fear is. 
is it about the death process? So then it might be trying to find, do we need to find the meaning for you? What meaning makes sense? Mm -hmm. Is it a spiritual belief? Is it planning for your death? Mm -hmm. Is it writing your obituary and kind of thinking about what your legacy is? Does that make sense? We're going to just exposure is little bits. We're not going to like just expose you a tiny bit to your own death, Mm -hmm. but we're going to in a way that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to say, what is it going to look like when you are, you know, elderly? What is it going to, what do you want to leave behind? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about like what your legacy is. What do you want people to say about you? Okay. What's the difference between a death doula and a therapist? So, uh, well, death doulas are trained specifically for death. Like, just, just, right, they're helping you work through the death process. Kind of like, um, you know, like a pregnancy doula, Uh right? So if uh, they would just be focusing strictly on the birth, right? right? They're just there to help you do the birth, right? To get through the pregnancy and the birth process. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what a doula is. Mm -hmm. But they have death doulas that are just specialists for death. Okay. And I would say probably the therapists obviously have training Mm -hmm. and specialization in that area, but it's probably different types of training, kind of like a doula versus like an RN. Okay. Right. 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 Midwife. Yeah. Midwife versus, I don't know, like a... I'm thinking like, like, does that make sense? Okay. So kind of specific for that thing. Okay. All right. So what are some other ones, Kelly? Um, so you want to learn to spot when you're getting anxious. Okay. So even if you can't prevent the triggers from sending you into an anxious spiral, being able to recognize the signs of anxiety in your own daily life can help you spot attacks earlier and learn to temper those feelings with coping strategies. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, seek professional help. Getting help for anxiety may take one of many forms, but it all starts with a conversation with a healthcare professional about your symptoms. Okay. Yes. So talk to your healthcare provider. Ask them for a referral. Okay. Yeah. For a therapist. Okay. Perfect. So you can get the therapist, right? Mm -hmm. Like I said, get therapy. Talk to a therapist, right? Um, That can also mean you might need a referral for medication. So it's possible that you, if you do have a lot of anxiety um, and maybe you have more of a generalized anxiety, so you have the fear of death, but it's also just generalized to lots of things, Mm -hmm. a medication might be very helpful or beneficial for you. Um, And that could be also related to trauma disorder. So if you have a PTSD or panic disorder, those could be also disorders that could treatment include the mm-hmm. medication piece right mm-hmm. and then um you could do the therapy and the medication which a lot of times is really very beneficial okay okay so bottom line is if you are feeling anxious about death right mm-hmm. and it's starting to rule your life seek help right yes, and that and that could be seeing a therapist it could be seeing your spiritual leader mm-hmm. going to your primary care doctor getting some medicine talking to a friend about it finding you know journaling all of the above yeah don't let the fear of death ruin your life right okay so acceptance of death is a worthwhile pursuit right mm-hmm. the fact is life is short surely right right so we want we don't want to spend days wasting away worrying about what is going to come after the day is lost right mm-hmm so really speaking with a healthcare professional or someone that you trust about your worries can really help you learn to stop worrying about death and feel better about the days to come, right? You don't want to be yes. like, I can't turn 40 because 40 equals blah, 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 right. right? Or I can't turn 50 because 
right now mm-hmm. have my life's over or whatever right we have a finite period of life we do mm-hmm. right even if you're like grandma 101 101 or older right there's a right. lot of people who are living into their hundreds right now yeah, but even 100 years i'm guessing you may say is not enough yeah so figure figure what can you do to help reduce a little bit of that, that fear mm-hmm. um and to not you know let it get in your way of living your life today yes all right so we want to really thank you for listening today yes, i know today everyone. was a hard topic and i do think it's it's beneficial for us to talk about it, it is for sure i agree and we look forward to talking with you next week yeah, see you guys right. next week. until then talk to you later bye, bye.